Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Josh Brown. Good afternoon. And Ben Roy Turner. I'm so anticipated to play GTA 5 on PS5! <laughs> <laughs> we thought we would do a bit of a roundup of the most anticipated games coming for the rest of the year, um, which might get upended with um, Sony's state of play. Maybe Silent Hill's real. Maybe Hassan Karaman isn't real. Maybe he's an android. Maybe it's abandoned, isn't even the real thing at all. Um, but we'll see what happens. We might do a proper video version going forward. But there's enough to talk about for now, um, including the likes of Halo, Metroid, Zelda, Sable, Horizon, and Back for Blood slash Left for Dead. Um, so we're just going to break some stuff down. I thought we'd open on um, Halo Infinite because I feel like Halo's in this really precarious place and looking at the actual numbers on the trailers and the gameplay footage and everything else for Halo Infinite, it feels like there's a little bit of a surge uh, coming back for Halo. I feel like it was like past its, not necessarily past its prime, but it, Halo 4 was a bit of a, a divisive time. I've always been a fan of it. Halo 5 was a dark time and I was kind of wondering where the IP is going to be uh, going forward, but the reception to Infinite has been pretty stellar and I kind of wonder whether that's because they got Joseph Staten back, the original writer from the first trilogy, or whether it is just literally what they've been showing where it kind of feels like old school halo again where they're prioritizing multiplayer experimentation the grappling hook and the different power-ups and that whole idea of like you know halo combat being sort of combat chess something that's kind of what doom is where you it's all about specific placement and specific weapons and the way you move through the map so what do you guys think of of halo infinite has it grabbed you the same way or are you kind of just waiting to see what it's like in the end as it grows and as it manifests, uh, sorry, I just was thinking of Craig there, Josh, and I had to go. But since right, the Craig is- stuff, uh, I sort of fell off it. I was like, oh, it's going to be bad again, isn't it? I was thinking about poor Halo. Poor Halo and Gears, haven't, and I guess Forza, happened to be the only games out last generation for Xbox. Now, like it felt like we got the got the better, a better Gears, and I just need this. I feel like a lot of people need this Halo, especially yes. people who work at Microsoft and Free Fall Free need this Halo to be another like Halo again in the way that it's like it's so cliche to make this thing great again make this Halo Halo again but at the same time make Halo more Halo again and like to mm-hmm. the point where make it more of an environmental shooter rather than just running like a Call of Duty sort of style run and gun where nothing really matters and you can aim down the sights and everything aim down sights use the same sort of gun and run past things and what we've seen even from like the CGI trailers with the way that they've used Master Chief to move around certain aspects of the environment um I'm still in this from uh, a Chris Reagan was like he will shove uh, the uh, aliens out of the way. But then when there's a dead soldier, he nicely moves him around and grabs the gun <laughs> and stuff. And then just seeing the game, we're like using the grappling hook to grab stuff uh, using actual environmental, like the, um, the shields and all that again. And, they sort of like you can put them down but they they're going to screw you over as well at the same time there's mm. so much more to think about and it just for me i am i'm picking up speed talking about this because i'm thinking of halo and i want some halo and i feel like 
it's the past two just haven't done it for me. And mm. I know four isn't that bad. And I, I mean, it's, it's probably not bad. It's just not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And five was a bit of a, uh, so I don't I think know it's about what like you think. It's like an uphill battle because I think that obviously all of us aged through the Halo trilogy. The end of Halo 3 was a big old deal. There is that secret ending where Chief is still floating around and it was kind yeah. of, it was always going to be an uphill battle picking that up and running with it again, especially with the developer change. So I think that I always, I never minded Halo 4. I always thought it was solid enough, but five was the one where it just felt like they discarded all the Cortana stuff and then they brought her back in at the end and then she's evil and we need to go and sort that stuff out. And it was like, what are you guys doing? There's no real through line. It didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. And Halo 5's multiplayer having the card system um, and the that sort of thing, all the battle, uh, sorry, the um, battle requisition stuff. And it just, it just felt a bit messy. I feel like they got too far away from what Halo kind of should be. Um, which, I mean, I know there's the iconic, I'm going to call it iconic, Kroby Cat video where he compares the developer diaries between Bungie 2343 and just how mu- how much more charming Bungie stuff comes off compared to 343. And obviously it's edited that way, but I feel like that became the mentality towards Halo. Um, Josh, what do you think as another lifetime Halo fan, as someone who got on board with Halo 4 as well? Yeah, I think, you know, what you said at the beginning about it seems like it's getting a resurgence now. And obviously it just got like the big re-unveiling last month or whatever, mm. we got a bit of a look at um, the multiplayer, we got a bigger look at the campaign through that cool cinematic. And I'm kind of like on board, I'm like back there with everyone else, I think. I'm mm. enjoying this upswing because obviously when the Craig debacle came out last year, it like it just didn't look good. It didn't look like what I wanted a next-gen Halo to be. And hopefully with this extra year of time, with this extra year of development, with like you said, um, the creative directors returning, people um, switching roles and stuff, a year is a long time and a lot can change. And I just hope that when we get to November October or whenever it's going to drop that they have you know something really great to show for it because I want Halo to be a thing again I want it mm-hmm. to be like at the top of the shooter pile and it's quite funny that this year in particular now has like a bunch of shooters coming out at the end of the year you know we've got um, Back for Blood we've got Rainbow Six Quarantine uh, I mean Battlefield Extraction well. sorry it's called now we've got Battlefield we've got COD we've got Halo there's a lot of shooters vying for your attention and I hope Halo manages to come out with this you know, renewed momentum mm. and managed to kind of like steal the show. It managed to blow us away. It managed to reposition itself back on top. Well, we're talking about it in a way that I guess we weren't going into Halo 5 because, I mean, that was all hung yes. on the whole uh, Chief versus Spartan lock thing, which didn't pan out whatsoever. I think it's really interesting what they're showing for the story because obviously you get Joseph Staten back in, original trilogy writer, and he I imagine he walks in and it's literally the, um, the Donald Glover meme where everything's just on fire and he's just sort of like, oh, God, right, trim this, cut this, put this back in. <laughs> And remember how to write a Halo and stop making it all like sort of faux serious and kind of have more fun with it. Because the little trailer they put out, the story side of things alongside the multiplayer, the new gameplay, um, showed ostensibly the new VI, the new um, uh, like Cortana replacement woman that's going to be in Chief's head. But immediately you had Chief talking way more um, to sort of like remind everybody what he sounds like. You've got the iconic look of him. Um, it just looks great. I think that it's I think it's really promising. Um, another thing that we can move on to, though, speaking of shooters, uh, Josh, your first pick is Battlefield 2042. Yes, I mean, I've just mentioned it there. Like, I've been a lifelong Battlefield fan, even more than Halo. Like, Halo, of course, was always in my life. But when I remember first discovering Battlefield and feeling like I'd had a moment feeling, I remember the first moment I went up to a gate in Bad Company 1, and I slashed it with a knife, and I could go through it. That blew my tiny, yeah, like a little mesh gate, you know, like you could in another game 
couldn't go through that. It's a barrier. Here, uh-huh. hit with a knife, breaks, walk through, get on a pipe, get behind someone, shoot them in the back. Um, that's, that has nothing to do with Battlefield 2042. It was immersive. It was immersive. It was in there. It was immersive. And, you know, I've been a huge fan of it for a long time. And I quite enjoyed Battlefield 5. I got a lot of crap. I still mm. played it, but I didn't play it anywhere near as much as I played Battlefield 4 or Battlefield 1 even. It was definitely not necessarily a step down, but certainly a step sideways. It wasn't the next Battlefield, you know, mm. 2042. I felt like they were like ticking the, the box hand. a little bit. Like totally. I just felt it was yeah. like, here, here's another Battlefield. Just sort of, here you go. Like yeah. I, I played it as well. I couldn't care less about the contra- controversy crap. I just sort of dove in. I was like, this is just more Battlefield. Like it wasn't really... That's, a- that's it. That's the main issue. You know, the fact that at the time, EA was pretty much like, right, Battlefield is our IP. We're going to have one every single year or, you know, as close to that as we can. They might not all be made by DICE. That's why we got Battlefield Hardline. That's why we got the quick follow-up to Battlefield 1 with Battlefield 5. And I think that kind of approach to production just didn't suit those games. So now we've mm. had a few years off and they're coming back with what they're touting as this proper next-gen experience. We've got bigger player counts. We've got bigger maps. We've got these um, cool um, weather effects that have been rolled in, this kind of, uh, you know, extreme weather situation that's going on that's kind of jumping off the evolution in battlefield um four and for me that's exactly what i want I, I like the modern day or near future stuff when it comes to this franchise i like the focus on multiplayer if it was any other franchise that cut out the campaign i'd be pretty annoyed but because it's battlefield mm. i'm like i've never loved a battlefield campaign even the bad company ones i never loved i've always been there for the multiplayer uh-huh. so if that means more resources on the multiplayer I'm actually, I'm actually should, okay with that. We should totally touch on that. The fact that they're absolutely still selling it for a premium price point, but you're, you're quote unquote getting less. You're not getting the campaign. And it's not like Battlefield's known for its campaigns. Although, didn't, was it Battlefield 4 that started with the overturned car? And there was that like well-known, was, that was either 3 or 4. Um, and there was like the overturned card. It was very cinematic. And it was one of the first things they showed off at the beginning of the eighth gen. And it was just kind of like, it was actually more moody and memorable than you would expect from a Battlefield campaign. I think it was Battlefield 4. Um, and I kind of wonder, you know, because the 2042 setting lets them do a lot of cool stuff. Like it's, it's like you said, it's kind of realistic. It's kind of like relatable, but then they can do like, here's this cool, like, I don't know, vision mode, or here's these cool aerial helicopter variants or something else for the near future. So I'd kind of, I think it is a bit of a miss, but I guess, Benroy, what do you think of the the price tag stuff? Are you bothered about Battlefield in the first place? And what do you think of their, their pricing strategy? I'll say I'll start with some good. I'm here for them going a bit into the future and doing something a bit interesting. I think I would have lo- liked them to lean a bit more into like the mech situation that we used to get. Mm. That, and I said this last time to Josh, and I forgot on video as well last time the um, <laughs> the name of that last one where we had mechs and things like that on the PC. That was an enjoyable one, and I feel like for the most part, I am sort of like not withered away on like modern modern military even though it's not modern military and i Mm. I love the weather effects they're doing and the sky suits all looks cool but at the same time uh i feel like at this point in your life especially when you've got a full-time job or whatever and you've got one ps5 that only has a certain amount of space on it you pick your shooter you pick your few games and you got us (laughs) you settle them and you start a family and i've started i've got 98 chickens with one game and i'm playing a few others and i just don't see myself going towards this one because i well, personally, like the, when the next Battlefront comes out from EA, I'll be all over that, like Boss Nass, blah, 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 like that. I'll be getting in there. <laughs> when me, you say chickens, do you mean chicken dinners? Just yeah, to yeah clarify chicken dinners. Just sorry to ones. everyone for everyone that as I ramble through this. Look at but all yeah, chickens. I, I, it's nice to see what they're doing with Battlefield and that they're actually, you know, 
going in a certain direction and giving it a style and like I'm here for the weather stuff because that dates back I get a I get a feeling of you know like the command and conquer when you'd have the weather machines and fun stuff like that mm. just do what you do whatever you want with it and just set it in these unique locations and do some more evolutions but I, this is a long way of me saying I'm not interested I <laughs> see the thing with me is I, I I'm wonder I wonder how much they steer into the banter of it because I feel like the big tornado thing reminded me of Just Cause 4 where that yeah. had like all the trailers were like look how much carnage look at these crazy weather effects and obviously you have the increased um, processing power of the new systems although it is cross-gen but I imagine they'll because they've already said like bigger player numbers bigger matches for, for the current gen stuff for the newer systems maybe they can do more weather effects more crazy stuff with that um, I don't know if you guys have seen, there was a clip doing the rounds, might even just have been from last night, um, from, I think it was Battlefield 1, um, where some dude puts explosives underneath a tank, uses the explosives to, to blast up into midair, and then uses the tank to shoot a helicopter out the sky in one beautiful motion. And I kind of wonder how much that sort of thing is going to form the template of, like, Battlefield just becomes banter, because Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Black Ops is very tight, it's very, like, um, militaristic, and it's it's not realistic, but it is boots on the ground, and maybe they're just going to go, well, let's just do as much as we can chaotically. I, I always remember back to like uh, GTA 5 again, that's at the mic at the beginning of this, uh, hmm. was where you could pick up, use one of the helicopters to pick up a tank and fly around and shoot the tank in like yep. multiplayer. Like, if you could do stuff like that, that'd be amazing. Because mm-hmm. at that point, you just sort of like teaming up in this studio try like Transformers way. But that's um, kind of what feels like the, because it would be like perfect, like GIF fodder or like yeah. fodder. I guess we'll see. Um, Mr. Roy, your first game was Back for Blood, the, which is pretty much just the return of Left 4 Dead, which yeah. I, for my sins, have never played Left 4 Dead. I played the demos, so it's not it's not one for me. But you two, big fans. Hundreds of hours, probably almost probably a thousand between both the games of just Left 4 Dead and just playing those games and endlessly just having fun shooting zombies, even though it's like <laughs> the same like short levels and like you know some have diversion paths. You know, oh, it's got diversion paths. This one on the way back, it's full of rain. It's so cool. But for the most, I, I just want co-ops or and I'm getting loads of them. Apparently, like the video game gods have heard me. Game Newell's gone around a four and player co-op. Yeah. Every, a four-player cult fest against monsters which is great but bat for blood the um turtle rock they've left their sins behind with their past game uh what is it called evolve evolve, yeah, that was the <laughs> yeah, evolve was the last and one, yeah. we're going back to basics you're shooting zombies they're gonna have slightly different names i'm gonna still call them the same left for dead zombies like the tank and stuff and i can't wait and i really want to know what josh thinks about it because i know he's also looking forward to it yeah, definitely, man. For the exact same reasons, you know, I was a huge, huge fan of Left 4 Dead back in the day, and I've just wanted this team to do something very similar. I've just wanted Left 4 Dead 3, to be honest, but Valve yeah. refuses to do that, so I will get it in this form. And if they can expand on what they brought to the table like a decade or, you know, 12 years ago, whenever it was that those games came out, um, and deliver something of the same ilk, I just, I, I'm, I'm here for that kind of gameplay this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to this, and, you know, like you said, we've got a wealth of options. I'm also looking forward to the Evil Dead game for the same reason, but that obviously has a whole other element of yet to players in this franchise. I just feel like, you know, I haven't played a really good one of these in a while. And I'm not saying there hasn't been a good one of these in a while. Obviously there have been there have been ones that people have, you know, attached themselves to and ones that have really resonated with other players. For me personally, I haven't found it. I haven't found mm. a proper yeah. co-op you know game of this ilk since the original Left 4 Dead. And I'm hoping that this kind of finally 
fills that gap for me. If anyone does have any recommendations, though, I would like See, to hear I, because I feel like Vermintide ticked the box a little yeah. bit. But um, yeah, what, what were you going to say? Sorry. So, but so the only one I can think of like that was his own standalone film was Vermintide. But then mm. that little break off mode in um, Rainbow Six was basically here. This, this is Rainbow Six, but there's zombies. So it was, it was <laughs> that that was like a, the spin off Left 4 Dead mode. Now was like, oh, this is so good. And now they're making their own game out of it. We'll see how that goes. Which I'm sort of like looking forward to that which is also another one on the pile mm. then there's aliens fire team which i'm gonna buy because i'm silly and it's only 35 pounds and why not <laughs> uh but yeah like i I'm, with josh i can't think of the last time one of these games came out apart from the vermintide well so i have a, I have a wider question for this because obviously it's like it's a veteran team i'm going to call them a veteran team obviously they're known for left for dead so much um and now they're kind of returning to the ip that like made them put them on the map or put them on the map more than it did um anything else that they've done um do you guys think it just needs to be left for dead like to those boxes play the nostalgia card or do they try and do something do they try and advance some like something that they would have done for a left for dead 3 if they had that momentum back in the day like how, what's the split between like you want to remember how things were or do you want them to try and push things forward oh yeah i think you know you definitely want to try you know you don't just want left for dead you know as mm. much as we at least I, I can't speak for ben roy but at least from my perspective you know i played left for dead i played hours yeah, and hours right. of it and yeah i wanted more but i also wanted an evolution i don't just want to be served the same thing over and over again i don't just want that exact template mm -hmm. because you know people have tried to mimic that exact exact template or at least more or less and those games haven't resonated with me it's the fact that this kind of it it does in a lot of ways look like you know a step up i think graphically it looks really good i'm really interested in the card system that they've got in right now i like the enemy types that they've got in there i mm -hmm. think i'm pretty sure there's like a, i'm almost certain there's a pvp element to it i'm interested to see how that works as well and um, so i want to see you know what they do with this format and what they add to it that's the exciting thing for me about if, if it is just left for dead i'll, in, I'll enjoy it but it's i want more one thing to just super quickly throw in is I'm glad it's not a Kickstarter because um, for as much as I thought Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was like this solid sort of, you know, a Castlevania Symphony of the Night style, like channeling of that, um, like IP and everything. It, like sometimes when you get Kickstarter projects, they just become so box ticky, like can be in a really beautiful way, can be in a super nostalgic, fun way. But because they're making it for that specific fandom that want a very specific thing, that is exactly what you get. And it's like, okay cool you you made the thing again and it's not really like there's not much forward momentum there so i'm glad that this is like a separate thing with separate funding and they're able to hopefully like make it more unique i reckon for me it just has to be basically more left for dead at this point mm. and then maybe a few extra maps and like say when you this is a gripe though with the PSP, psp the pvp version is like when you die as an, as an infected you're sitting there and like it's 12 seconds but it feels like you know an eternity <laughs> let me play as a little rubbish zombie or something and just yep. die in like a single hit but uh, again this is coming out like we got to mention this come out on game pass so uh the the money i was going to dump into it is now gone because it's going to game pass <laughs> and uh, i'm gonna be one of those people to just jump on the dlc because it's coming in with this package i've already got so i just for the most part give me do what you can make it as solid as you can even if it's like four maps from now and then let's look at the future of this down the hill like mm. i want them to be able to live with like the bat for blood or a variation of this sort of style you want for like a force decade. yeah you want yeah, like something yeah. that nails everything 
and then but hopefully then continues throughout the thing and does <laughs> the next few games afterwards don't disappoint <laughs> <laughs> this thing like i didn't actually realize it was what coming to game pass that feels like a massive like social movement in waiting like a lot of people just like like halo it. as well halo's multiplayer being free like at the mm. same time it was like they could it could be a little bad but it almost feels like we win love because it's halo multiplayer for free and everyone's got an xbox yeah. it's just gonna try it i guess unless they're just some of those people that would play like a fifa and that's it well, they just they rolled out the um, Xbox streaming thing on like PCs and tablets, and obviously you can do the the wider xCloud stuff's been available for a while. Yeah. But like, yeah, I guess that's the Microsoft continue to make these plans for like like global gaming domination of just sort of like, well, why not just try it? It's right there. Just go on the thing, use it on your phone, just hop on a PC, and the more access points they have with an IP like Halo, the more that stuff will probably come together faster. Um, my next one is Metroid Dread, which I don't think either of you guys are big Metroid fans. I'm just throwing that out there. I like I Prime. A thing. Okay. Okay. But, Josh, um, you've, not, you've not played any of them yet. Uh, I mean, I've played ten minutes of Metroid One. Um, Good. Well, Twenty minutes. Worst place perhaps. to start that in twenty twenty yeah. or twenty twenty one. But yeah, points for trying. Ben, what were you going to say? Sorry. Yeah, I like Prime, and I played some. I've played one, and I've played the second one, the two D oh. ones. Not all the way through, but um, neither of you played for Super me. Metroid. For, for me, Prime, uh, no, I don't think so. I might have actually. <laughs> the, the thing is, at the same time, it's so long ago. The se- when I say the second one, there might have been that. It's been so long ago. Oh, okay. and, I, and uh for the most part, I just have memories of Prime because I know we had that on GameCube and uh the GameCube was my sister's, but it's basically just my second console that mm-hmm. I would just pull out the re- like, of a certain room and play that. Mm-hmm. And I I liked it in a first-person shooter sort of format. And I'm looking forward to Metro Prime 4. I would yes. like them to do... And I know I'm taking it away from the game that you're talking about. We all, <laughs> I would like to do that collection so I could play that. But also at the same time, uh, Dread looks cool. I, yes, Dread I, looks ridiculously cool. But I want, I want to play it, but at the same time, I'm like, will the Nemesis-style enemy thing work? And the same... Uh, well, that's the do- thing, right? Because that's the thing that I keep focusing on when yeah. it comes to Resident Evil. Like, oh, another persistent enemy, and it's like, all right, I'll I'll kite them out of the different room, and I'll make them get busy, and here's a distraction. I'll run back in, I'll pull the lever. Um, yeah, I'm curious how they roll that stuff in because Metroid is about, especially in the 2D ones, um, is about like methodical map scouring exploration, getting every single upgrade you can, finding all these different secret powers and stuff, and gradually upgrading across the entire game until you're able to just sort of take on this boss kind of, or a sequence of bosses um, across the game and at the end. And I wonder how much peppering multiple bosses throughout changes that entire flow um, or gets in the way of you wanting to just explore because it'll be like, well, I can't go that way because that creature is there and that puts that, like... It's a, it's a big risk, but apparently they did sketch out this Metroid Dread thing like 10 or 15, maybe even 20 years ago. Um, and apparently they uh, didn't think they had the technology to do it right. So it got shelved. Metroid Prime came in. They did all that stuff. And now they're going back to this. Um, but it's been 19 years or something since there was a 2D Metroid. Like there was a 2D one on 3DS, but that's about it. Like Samus Returns is brilliant. But um, yeah, I'm curious how this stuff goes down. Do you guys see yourselves picking it up? Or is at this point, is Metroid one of those old school franchises where it's like, if I was going to start, I need to start like 30 years ago. So I'm not, I'm just going to wait. I'd never say never, you know, if it's mm. if it's getting good reviews and, and if people are loving it, of course, I'm going to want to give it a go, you know, like hopefully, you know, if it resonates with people, I'll want to see what all the fuss is about and I'll probably <laughs> maybe get it for Christmas. I love me a Nintendo Switch game that I could just absolutely yeah. hammer out over the Christmas period. So that might be it. Um, yeah, yeah this year, Metroid, mate. Go on, just, just. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing, right? It's a franchise it. that I want to get into and I want to do it like holistically. I don't just want to dip my no. toes in if I'm doing it. I'm doing it properly. I'm playing it. Well, not all of no, them, no. obviously. I'm not crazy. You don't have that 
amount of time, but I want to play, you know, the, the biggie. I want to play Super Metroid. Spat all over the screen there. I want to play Super Metroid. <laughs> um, I want to play the Primes, etc. See, et if you, I was going to say, when you said that, I thought you meant you were determined to go back to the original 1986 or whatever oh, yeah. it was and do it from there, which I was going to say, Lord, no, um, go Super Metroid. Anyone listening, go play Super Metroid. It's on. It's already on your Switch account. You've already got it. It's on your it's Switch. Like, isn't that thing. Switch Online thing like a fiver for a year or something yeah. like that anyway? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I, I have it on the Switch and I've jumped into some of them, but I don't remember which one because I'm so ignorant, I guess. And uh, I'm probably <laughs> not going to get Dread. I'm sorry. Oh, it's well, I mean, this will just be me arguing with you at the end of the year again, but it looks really I, good. Yeah, I, I respect it, and I, I hope Metroid sells this time because it's their least mm. selling of their big... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. They're big franchises. So That's the I thing as well. This can prove the, it. Yeah, the sales figures like don't point to if this was most Maybe it might companies. be a Christmas game as well because I love me a Switch game of Christmas and last year, I think for me and Josh, it was the Mario collection. Mm-hmm. And yes. this year, maybe our one Switch game this year will be that <laughs> because I, I, I've, I've retired um, Breath of the World. So 
Yeah, I was going to say, if it was any other company, I don't think they would have put the money into just doing another 2D Metroid. Like, it is something that is very deliberately... We've like, got Novania, so let's get some Metroid in there. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I'm looking forward to it on that level. And Joshua, next one down is Sable, which there is a demo on the Xbox if anyone wants to try it, but that's like a very promising-looking indie Breath of the Wild-style exploration thing. Definitely. There are a few indies I'm looking forward to this year, including um, 12 Minutes as well, but I yes. thought I'd throw this one on because um, even though this might not necessarily be a game that would catch my eye in previous years, it really has this year. It seems like it has all elements. It's like this open world, um, gorgeously um, animated, like just kind of like 2D, cel-shaded sort of, yeah, um, aesthetic. It looks just completely beautiful to look at. Um, yeah, it's an open world kind of like puzzle game. I don't think there's any combat at all. It's nope. mostly on um, exploration, you know, talking to people and covering their stories, doing certain things. Um, but yeah, like it's sort of it's sort of hit all the notes for me because it, it looks gorgeous. I like the sound of like the gameplay, I like the sound of exploring this open world. Mm -hmm. It's got a soundtrack by one of my favorite artists at the moment, um, Japanese Breakfast, who oh, they've just exactly released an album. Um, it's really good. And they performed the one of the songs I think it was called Glider at the Summer Games Fest when this game was showed off. And I was like, that's beautiful. It just has a kind of vibe and a kind of aesthetic, you know, across the board from music to presentation to the actual gameplay because there's mm -hmm. no combat that, you know, it's, I, I want to sit down with it. I want to hopefully let it wash over me and have a good time with it because it just seems like good vibes and something that I kind of, I, I, I want to do well. And I, 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 I might not have given the time of day otherwise, you know. Okay, I think that, um, yeah, I think it looks, I, it looked super promising. The demo, I thought, like, it needs a little bit more to it, but obviously it just feels like it's quite early in development, like, in terms of, um, there's a lot of bugs, a lot of quest marker stuff that doesn't load properly, but the exploration side of it, just drinking in the visuals, that stuff's gorgeous, and the main part of uh, gameplay when you're not running around or climbing stuff is hopping on this, um, like, jet engine-style, like, um, like floating bike thing, which looks a lot like Ray's sort of cycle that she has in Force Awakens. Force Awakens, two, two references Force Awakens in 2021, well, but... That whole thing, it's got a whole, you know, Rayon Jakku style vibe, like going to places, salvaging stuff, meeting people, just trying to survive. Well, I think we've literally cited The Force Awakens as like mm. a direct inspiration. So that, you know, obviously, you know, makes sense. I think it's, it was, I think they've name dropped like The Force Awakens. I think they've name dropped the Legend of Zelda and Breath of the yes. Wild because, you know, all of these games now, you know, take from Breath You're of the Wild. You're climbing in the stamina system. It's Breath of which the Wild. Which is, it's fine for me because Breath <laughs> of the Wild, I really love that. I can see Ben Roy shaking his head. He that might have it. just single-handedly put him off it but he's running um, the other yeah, way now yeah ben Roy, have you seen any any glimpses of this thing and has it made you uh, r reverse park your japanese breakfast i am um, i i hadn't seen anything so i was watching it as you two are talking and i get a very i don't know why i'm going to say this a journey-ish vibe from wandering yeah. around and doing some stuff but this time you can talk to npcs rather than chirp at other random lads going about so if <laughs> i mean if, games that you chirp at random lads to be fair if i, I could just chirp at some random lads but with that art style i'm in already but yeah. by what i've seen there and watching and listening to the comparisons you're making apart from the breath of the wild stuff uh, mm. i'm actually more now intrigued and it's actually on my list of hmm I'm going to have a look at this. <laughs> I think the end of this, this podcast will result in a lot of, hmm, maybe I'll check that out. Style well, for me, you know, it, a reason why that I wouldn't get a, a Metroid at this point is because it'll probably be the Nintendo full price for the eternity mm. of its existence, where I know uh, Sable won't. But they'll say, same time, when I saw Sable in the list, I was like, wait a minute, are we doing a, a list on wrestlers from the 90s? I, I was getting confused. So. Sadly not in 2021, yeah. but the, the time the might come. It's, 
I, I need it's coming out in September I think it's on Game Pass as well I'm pretty yep. sure but it's Xbox nice. exclusive so I'm going to need to find an Xbox Series X within that time or you like dig out your Xbox that's there now. you've got that one Xbox, there I've given it like the last rights man like that's not coming back that's in its tomb <laughs> it's not coming back out the dog off down the river in a really retired. thin boat yeah I mean I, there's uh, there's other things to play I guess if you ever did, did dig your Xbox out called Ori but other than that there's a lot of other things coming too it'll be fine in time. Don't know what that is. Never heard of that. <laughs> Ori's all right, I guess. Ori is all right. right. Ori's all right with me. Mr. Roy, you're next. Um, pick, you mentioned the Halo Infinite. Do you anything else you want to quickly add on the Halo Infinite front? And then we've got a bit of the death loop. I feel like I jumped into uh, Halo, Halo, Halo a lot. So I think that's safe Maybe for you me. Can be my Halo. Will there be time for us to? I, I'm a bit like my head's all of this. Is there time for us to quickly mention Far Cry 6 or is that on yeah, my list? Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about Far Cry 6. Because, um, see, I'm a, I'm a fair weather Far Cry fan, right? I played the first one and beat the first one back on PC when I was a PC gamer uh-huh. during the during the war, one of them. And then I didn't play a single one until five. And I played that couple of friends. okay. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? I kind of like this like weird open world madness and just uh, the, the feeling I get from, like, say, like a... What goes through in Wildlands where I fall out of a helicopter, strangle into a, a truck, drive that off a hill, and jump on a bike and keep going. And I want that again. And I wouldn't have got it so, I wouldn't have been on it so much. But when I saw uh, John Carlos Espinito in there being mm. just being just Gus and being an amalgamation <laughs> of all these villains, like, well, yes, I'm, I'm here. That's a hell of a, that's like you went, like you disappeared from time for a bit and popped <laughs> yeah. back in again. Because like Far Cry used to be a completely different thing when it was the uh, before Far Cry 3. Um, and that's like that's that's it's such like a crisis interesting... game yeah, yeah 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 and like they had all the superpowers there was all the survival instinct stuff and like the vision modes and then two was like hyper realistic i know josh that's one of your favorites and then three i would still totally say go pick up three if you want to like fill in the um some of the gaming history stuff just because vas is such a good villain but um yeah josh what do you think of someone who i think like me has played all of them so far and then just kind of going like yeah it's a bit more i guess but now there's gus Totally. I mean, you know, I'm I'm actually quite weirdly a big Far Cry fan. Like you said, mm. you know, I've, I've played them all, and it's. I think I mentioned to this, mentioned to you this. That doesn't make any sense. I think I talked <laughs> to you earlier, Scott Tilton, you said some about stuff. this franchise, and I said that um, Far Cry is the Ubisoft franchise that I will play all of the main installments of mm. because you know it's the one that resonates with me the most. I really enjoy Assassin's Creed, but if I miss you know Odyssey or Origins, I can easily pick up Valhalla or whatever and not be worried about what I missed. With Far Cry, though, every single number title, I'm I'm there for it because it changes but- just enough. Like the the core of it is very similar, but especially when we got to like three to four. Four, for me, was one of the worst ones because it was just so samey. It might as well have been a remaster. Yeah, I five, I think they changed enough around it's really to keep interesting. it engaging. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And then six, I feel like, you know, it's another kind of bit of a step forward. I don't think it looks like revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Ironic because of the entire setup of the game. Yeah. But I think, you know, it looks like it's just giving us Far Cry. And at the moment in time, that's all I need from this franchise. At some point, I do want it to go bigger and better, but they haven't disappointed me yet. I've always been, at the very least, pleasantly surprised. So until they deliver a proper stinker, I'm <laughs> I'm going to always buy them. So, so, I, so 
Oh, sorry. I was going to say, as someone who's not really touched them and just like watched people play, I've heard people say that the four was the best one. So I was quite surprised when you said that. Four is like <sighs> a polished three. I mean, it's like it feels like a lot of the same stuff. No, I'm, I'm trying to attack anyone. I just it's like, oh, I've heard. No, I've no, heard no, because it's yeah. it is it is an interesting thing because like that was that came out in 2014. I want to say, and oh, so yeah. it was that sort of feeling of like, oh, they're just doing this again. It was one of the times where they like, brought a sequel out like, way quicker, and then it was so similar. But um, I was going to push back when Josh was saying it. I love the stuff they set in the in the Himalayas itself. I think it's the Himalayas is the mountain. It might be, is it Kairat, the mountain region? And yeah. um, that whole thing where they started really playing into like the chaining stuff together thing. They had it in the early trailers and um, where you're sort of jumping from one vehicle to another. You like kick a dude out the out the way. You like stay in the truck for a bit. You fire out the window. Then you jump out and then you use the wingsuit and then you go somewhere else. And I feel like that sort of formed the basis of the thing that Benroy was describing that would then go on to become like, you know, it got bolted onto the Ubisoft formula. Like Far Cry yeah. and Assassin's Creed established those formulas or that formula. Yeah. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed four, but it was like a touch up of three. Um, but at the same time, I feel like three and four are almost the purest ones because um, like in terms of the new formula, because for me, five didn't hook me at all. Um, and I, and I, there's all the DLC. There's obviously Blood Dragon. There's all the Mars stuff and everything. It's pr Primal was fine and stuff, but I feel like it can get a bit of copy paste. I like want some things. chaos and I want some decent acting. I feel like I'm going to get that both of that from there. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm going for. And like in was it five i could summon a bear to beat yep. some guys up yeah so it's just just do that like i'm here for it it's a mindless fun that was kind of because in primal it was like oh you can just tame a saber-toothed tiger and ride that into battle and stuff so it's like i feel like they've kind of uh, embraced like some of the banter for it anyway um my last one was a very quick one is just zelda skyward sword i've actually never played zelda skyward sword which is uh, in the timeline is the original is the beginning of the timeline um, which was just just to be complete head effery. It's something that Nintendo did. It's the it's the latest Zelda before they rebooted everything with Breath of the Wild, but it's set at the beginning of everything. It's the, <laughs> it's the story of the Master Sword and Princess Zelda, and it's all that kind of thing. Um, and I know that Skyward Sword is also held um, or stood on as the worst Zelda of them all because the motion controls were pretty terrible. I know a lot of the stuff with the progression was pretty bad. Um, I just remember Rage saying that it was naff. And I remember that at the time when it came out, people just saying, like, this should be better. It's it's the Zelda IP. So I'm curious what they've done to it. I know that they've made it so you can play with buttons. You don't have to play with the motion controls. Um, but they've mapped attacks to the right stick as like a kind of like a half, like a go-between. So you're sliding with different directions, kind of like the way you use the sword in Metal Gear Solid 2, which may be the only two games <laughs> that have ever put a sword on the right stick. But I guess I'm there for it. And so I'm curious what that is. Um, and just because it's, I want to say, oh, it's a new Zelda. It's absolutely not. But I'm just curious what they've done to it. Um, and especially because it seems like Breath of the Wild is delayed until next year. So I'm curious what that's going to be. Um, Benroy, do you see yourself remotely checking this thing out, being that you're a, you're maybe not the biggest Zelda fan? No. <laughs> I, 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 I'll add some, I as, someone, as someone who's played too much Metal Gear 2 this year, uh, if they don't add an option... You've like, had enough of my analog stick control schemes. When you're tired, you, you don't want to do that. You just want to just press a button and just be over and done with it sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I'm happy it's getting a resurrection, like uh, bringing it back. Like, why not? I've heard that Majora's <laughs> Mask is the worst one from other people as well. Like, this is just me hearing on the oh, great fun controversial, over the um, video not game effigy and everything like that. But a uh, long way about it, no. Fair <laughs> enough. Mr. Josh Brown, as someone who has dipped in and out of Zelda over the years, do you see yes. yourself checking out? this controversial installment yes i've been looking forward to any kind of remaster of these old games because i remember getting a switch very naively not researching about it beforehand and saying to you scott tailford well at the very least i'll be able to play all of these old nintendo games that i've never yeah. been able to play Who because, uh, 
yeah, I never had a Nintendo growing up, so I missed out on a lot of stuff. And I was like, can't wait for this. And you said, no, Josh, the virtual console isn't on this. That's on the Wii U. And I thought, oh, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. So I've been waiting two years for them to do something. Well, no, because they, they added some stuff on. And I, and I came right to your doorstep. Knock, knock, knock. Josh Brown, Link to the Past is now available on the Nintendo Switch. Get off my porch, you said. Two years past, he still never played it. That's 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 true. That is very true. <laughs> but now I can play them both. In Skyward Sword is, I'm hope like I'm going into this with a, like with no baggage, with no kind of hints of its reputation outside of what I've heard, like mm. second hand, not being in this kind of universe or whatever. So I'm going into it pretty much as fresh as I possibly can be. And that's definitely a Switch game that I'm going to buy this year because I, I want to do all the Zeldas at some point, whether I'm going to be forced to get the old machines or whether the rumors are true and they're going to, you know, remaster Wind Waker or... They should do something. Whatever the, the hell there is. 35th anniversary. You'd think they would... If they, yes. if they brought Wind Waker yeah. on that, I'd play that because I've played Wind Waker. I've played mm-hmm. a lot of that. I've never finished, I've never finished a Zelda game. Oh. Uh, but um, and some of the old Zelda one and two are on that uh, Switch thing as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's on the there. If, you, yeah. if you want a taste of it, the um, Zelda one, two, and um, Link to the Past are all on the Switch Online service right now, right the f right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious how Skyward Sword holds up. Hopefully, they've modernized it enough so it doesn't feel like some weird motion control adult thing. Because um, that's still one of the most embarrassing E3 memories. Is um, can I just say that work. for anyone here? Like, I, I don't hate Zelda, but I'm also more of a Mario kid. So don't worry. There's Nintendo love there. Anything Mario. Just throw it in my face. Put the pitchforks <laughs> down. Put the N-shaped pitchforks down. Final game that we're going to talk about is Horizon Forbidden West, a game that, I don't know, I feel like I'm pretty psyched for it. I feel like the trailer that they put out, the gameplay that we uh, watched that came out the other week um, looked supremely promising, but Sony themselves are a bit back and forward on whether it's actually going to drop this year. Um, seems like it might get delayed until next year. Um, either of you, what's your general thoughts? Josh, this is one of your picks, so I guess we'll start with you. Where, where are you at on the old Horizon hype? Yes, I want to see more because everything I've seen so far has got me very hyped, you know. Um, (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn was like the first big kind of Sony new IP of the generation, you know. It pretty much established Mm. what those exclusives were going to be for the next four or five years. So I'm interested to see how they're going to expand upon that and make it bigger and allow this franchise to compete with things that perhaps did what that kind of ushered in, but a little bit better, like Spider-Man, like mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. And, um, you know, those titles that came right at the very tail end of the generation um, and perhaps benefited from a little bit more time, a little bit more, you know, influence, a little bit more understanding of the tech. And this being one of the first, you know, next-gen PS5 big sequels out of the gate, like, I'm, I'm just hoping that it lives up to what we saw at the last state of play because that gameplay trailer really sold me on it. I love the addition of the underwater um, areas. I like that mm. added verticality and being able to, you know, fully explore and submerge yourself in that history. And ultimately, I just want to spend more time in this world, uncover more of its secrets, you know, see how the story progresses and hopefully, um, you know, destroy a lot of big robot lads along the way. And <laughs> um, if it doesn't hit this year, like I won't be too bothered You've all that Zelda to play and all that Metroid to talk. All mm-hmm. that Zelda to play, all that Metroid Dread to play. But if it <laughs> does hit this year at the very end, I think, you know, for me personally, it'll, it'll hopefully be a very nice cap to a mm. pretty good gaming-wise 2021. I'm curious. I think Ben Robinson, you're not uh, not as necessarily on the hype train as like because I'm not necessarily on the full on hype train. I think it looks like I'm gonna get it. I'm psyched for yeah. it. I want to see what happens with that story. But Zero Dawn wrapped so succinctly that I'm kind of just curious what threads you even pull on to do more with that world. Anyway, I guess the silent stuff. But yeah, I'm here for it. I'm gonna get it like day one. But I think I said before we came on mm. on air like. Uh, 
I, I've had my all, all my big hitters already this year and I feel like I'm so exhausted after playing like Mass Effect and stuff and just being like drawn into that and w- there's no video game out there even like I want to play Far Cry 6 and mm-hmm. I'm interested in Dread even though I'm probably not I might not get it straight away and things like that there's nothing really that's hit me and Bat for Blood it feels weird because Bat for Blood's I say just a multiplayer game, but that's going to be a game that I play with friends as it is anyway. So that's going to exist in that space. It's not really that it's hitting me like, mm. oh, it's coming out. Like I, I, I'm going to play it and I'm going to, I'm going to play on it because I'm a slave to that. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm just kind of like fine. I kind of like, I feel like my video game year is done in a way. I, I like know it feels depressing, but uh-huh. I know it's going to be there and it's going to be great and I'm going to really enjoy my time of it. But I'm not desperate i'm not it's a weird energy because i think even underlying or underpinning everything is the reality that not everybody has playstation 5s or series x's yet like you see out of stock headlines every single day and so i feel like it's a mix of like you know new games that are coming stuff that's becoming cross-platform like god of war and horizon um and then that's sort of like push for okay but what can the generation actually do and then fixate on halo well, yeah, there's Halo, but like even Halo is like massively cross cross platform, and it's like it was delayed a whole year, so it's like okay, can it actually be good? I feel like we're sort of in a most of this year is going to kind of feel like a holding pattern. But to run everything down, um, you know, Halo Infinite, Metroid Dread, Zelda Skyward Sword, Battlefield 2042, Sable, Horizon Forbidden West, Back for Blood, Aliens, Fireteam Elite, and well, you mentioned well on this list we had Deathloop, but we ran out of time. So let's oh, do some yeah. very very quick thoughts on Deathloop. That game looks cool. Josh Brown, one sentence for the old Deathloop. Really excited, forgot it was coming out. That's three sentences. I'm going to make it a fourth. <laughs> there were commas in those sentences. Ben Roy, quick thoughts on the old death loop. Arcane, really good. Me, one. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but now this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Josh Brown. Bye. And Ben Roy Turner. And don't forget, GTA 5 coming to PS5 <laughs> this year. Coming every month. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.